Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another Uncanny Mystic Minds. So for today, my special guest is Paige from MetaMystics. How's it going, Paige? Good. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so glad to have you on. Yeah, for sure. I remember, um, I guess when I first stumbled onto your videos and your content, uh, I was like really, like I was really intrigued because uh, I have a thing for like a, uh, uh, I like ancient Greek mythology and stuff like that and like the deities associated with that. And then so um, the way that you were breaking things down, it was just so cool. And I was like, oh, it's like it was like really refreshing. And um, it had like a like a vibe of a just I don't know, like it, it seemed very centered from like where you were coming from. So I like I really appreciated it. And then so, yeah, I wanted to. So I had to reach out to you and and see if I could talk to you about all this cool stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it's coming off authentic and from a, a place of sincerity, it sounds like, because it is a truly a passion for me to talk about the deities that I work with and also like bring more grounding and understanding to the historical context behind like the way these deities were worshipped. Because I feel like a lot of what we see on, on which talk is like, the uh, personal relationships and those are all great but there's still so much more history that brings context in the mythology that people don't really talk about um and that we wouldn't understand because we didn't live in that time so i'm still learning all of it i by no means consider myself an expert but i am a enthusiast and a hobbyist and autistic so <laughs> it's a special interest for sure yeah well uh yeah it got me really like really interested in it and it just let me it, it let me know that it has its own rich like its own rich legacy in a sense because you know like with social media and the internet it's like um and even when just the way i am like i could really freaking spread it out and like i'll be checking out all different types of stuff you know what i mean and um and so it's it was really nice to to hear uh, a lot of your takes because it was like really honed in and how you said grounded and then yes yeah, so i really resonated with that and, um yeah like one of your I, I i guess it was one of your early uh earlier videos i'm not sure but uh you were just talking about ancient greeks and um and like the early the early magicians of, of that time and uh i guess like they called them magos it was was that was that like uh there yeah the there were and um i Definitely don't have this memorized, but I know they came from, I believe, more like India, and they were uh, this group of, they were from somewhere very specific, Medine, it started with an M, uh, I'll have to obviously plug in my witch, my TikTok to get the actual source information, but they came from a very specific, it was like a tribe of um, sorcerers, and they had um, abilities of casting out demons, and they could, they were astrologers and wise men, and they were called magi. And so um, when they were kind of <clears throat> introduced to other cultures, they became like magic came from them, like it came from this group, this tribe, very specifically. Um, so that's where, like, technically, they say the origins of magic and that uh, Jesus was visited by these magi, and that it wasn't just three wise men, it was actually, like, more than that. So Whoa. there's a lot of rich so history in there. A whole tribe, it was a whole crew. Yeah. Oh. And so that comes, like, this funny audio, like, she was a witch, bro. Like, Jesus was a witch. You know, he was taught by witches. He was taught by magicians. He was taught by sorcerers that knew astrology. And I don't believe it was when he was a baby. I think he was visited during those missing years of his life in the Bible. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, yeah. The in-betweeny the in betweeny times. Of yeah. yeah. So I think he was learning magic. I mean, even in um, historical, like, 
uh, iconography he's seen with a wand. So mm. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. And there's all these all these things that allude to him of being like some kind of either mystic or magician and even mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, like they'll throw in necromancy type of stuff with him and all that. Yeah. yeah and to tie say. it to even like, to tie it to like a Greek version, there was a Greek Jesus. I don't know if you've ever heard of Apollonius of Tyana. I've heard of it, but I don't know. Uh, I, I barely heard of the name uh, of Apollonius, but I don't really know anything. Yeah. There's a lot of Apolloniuses, but there's a specific Apollonius of Tyana that was living, I believe, like less than 60 miles away from Jesus of Nazareth at the same time. And his mythology of being captured by the Romans, being born of a virgin, all of it is um, pretty much identical to Jesus. So they call him the pagan Jesus. It's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, that's cool. yeah. and he's he's apparently an offspring of the god Apollo, like a mortal offspring from the oh, god Apollo. Wow. So another son, the son, how there's yeah, all this sun son of a God. Reference. Yeah. Yeah. There's all this sun reference. Oh, that's so cool. Like mm -hmm. uh, you were, you were mentioning right now, like, you know, you're mentioning a wise man. So that's tied to the Jesus thing, you know, like the three wise men and all that stuff. And then you were saying magician and sorcerer, like um, it, like from your take, like what would you happen to uh, distinguish like a magician and a, and a sorcerer? Like what, what's your, like, what, what do you think the main kind of differences are with that? So historically, there's been a lot of different um, names for magicians and people that practice magic. Uh, Greek specifically probably has a like a long list. Like I could fit probably a whole like two pages full of all the different ma magic types they had. But um, sorcery was probably more associated with the like Goetia, like darker magic, um, controlling like controlling the elements, whereas um, witchcraft was more working with the elements if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Like the other one is a little bit more manipulation heavy in the sense. Mm -hmm. the other and one it's more like alchem alchemic and like trying to control things and change things chemically or alchemically. Um, transmutation, I believe is a, is a form of sorcery in my opinion. Um, but it, it can get up to your personal opinion. So I don't want to like, say anything is like factual or 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 anything. i'm not an expert but this is my opinion that witchcraft is more yeah. about working with the elements maybe like speeding things up slowing things down and sorcery is about kind of changing and influencing and controlling them in a more direct way does that make sense at all that that, that does that does it's like um one is more like like say witchcraft would be more of the sense of going with a current of a flow in a sense mm -hmm. and then the other one it's like more that like for the other sorcery one it's almost like they like they don't care like or like that's not like relevant sorcery is about creating the flow and witchcraft is about going with the flow mm. oh that's cool i like that very cool yeah very dope wow so like um i guess let's let's like backtrack a little bit like um so i'm curious like what um uh, like what got you into like uh like did you start with witchcraft first or did you start off with like uh the mythos first or uh what, oh man um i would honestly say the witchcraft probably came first as a little kid i was making mud pies and I, my first case of po poison ivy was from trying to make a potion with my best friend in the neighborhood and we were like six or seven so i've probably had witchiness in me my entire life i grew wow, up next to um, I grew up in a neighborhood with a family of 
practicing Wiccans. Uh, practicing Wiccans, and so I kind of was always around it, and my family was very religiously tolerant, and uh, my mom was into ghost shows, so I've just kind of always been around the, I've always been around the mystery of it, so, and as a Scorpio myself, I, it's impossible, I think, for Scorpios to, to avoid this kind of lifestyle, I don't know, I haven't met a Scorpio that isn't into death and ghosts and mystic stuff, you know? Totally. That's yeah. hella funny. Yeah, I've been having on my show, I've been having Scorpios recently who are yeah. <laughs> that who uh, you know who love talking to dead people and embrace and embrace the spiritual stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely ingrained in our spirit, I think for sure. It it comes to us more than we come to it. So I can't say for sure if there was a moment where I stepped into witchcraft or the occult. Um, but I feel like I was very much living um my human life up until about maybe the COVID time. And I think that's when I was going through a huge shift in my own like marriage. I had a separation for a couple of years where I found my spirituality. Um, so I think it's just strengthened in the last couple of years. And since then I have definitely been on a trajectory with <clears throat> the things that I'm learning and the mythos. The only mythology I had before the last couple of years was with like learning in theater because I'm a huge theater nerd and mm -hmm. the Greeks invented philosophy and theater and democracy and so they're involved in all of it. Oh, no wonder I like this Greek stuff because I like philosophy a lot um, for sure. Um, yeah, like back in the day. I think it's um, over romanticized. Unfortunately, I feel like America is just a little mini Greece. So if we really look at history and we really dissect it, we can see that there's good parts, obviously, but there's also a lot of negative things that happened and that are happening. And I feel like America took a page out of Greece's book with the things that they did to conquer and democracy and just all of it. Wow, but, what a trip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it makes sense. For sure. So it's another reason why I'm interested in like learning about the Greek history, because I feel like a lot of it's happening again. You know how history repeats itself? I feel like the answer is in kind of that whole empire falling, Roman Empire falling. I feel like this is all about to repeat itself. And I kind of been super hyper focused on learning about it. So that's so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, like the clues of the times uh, are alluding to it for sure. Like that's for yeah. sure. Uh, whether it's going to like like, you know, splat, you know, on the wall, you know, like all the way like that, you know, I guess it's still TBD, but, um, but yeah, but the way that the, that the world is revolving right now, yeah, it's definitely alluding to that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, just not to get too off topic, but do you know of Baba Vanga, the, basically the modern Nostradamus? No, no. No. Okay. So tell me Baba Vanga was, uh, I believed in like 1960s. I think she died in like 1990s possibly. But um, as a little girl, she was taken up in a tornado and survived, but ended up blind. And then she predicted so many things that have already come true, like the Twin Towers. She claimed that there was going to be two metal, two giant birds that flew into something. She has made so many predictions that have already come true. But you got to look at her predictions for 2024 because she claims that there will be an economic shift from the West to the East. And like, I'm, we're already seeing this, you know, wow. yeah, she also definitely. claims there will be a cure for cancer. So that's a positive, but there's a lot of negatives too. So we got to. Wow. 
There's yeah. just so many, like, I feel like in the news and on, you know, social media, it's kind of like a look over here because you don't want to see what's happening over here. And like, as much as I love getting into like all this mystic stuff, like I said, it's so important to stay grounded because there's a lot happening in reality right now in like Ukraine. I don't want to bring all that up, but just keep that in mind. Like we can't be distracted, like too distracted. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of just like that old trick how uh, like those sleight of hand magicians will will like take a watch from you, you know, from like they'll just have you looking over or like they'll touch you over here and then and then all this gets taken away on this other side, you know, and so. You, you know, know what just came to my mind? It's not even just that. It's worse than that. It's those videos that you watch and then there's like a gorilla passing through. And then you don't even notice until you till they're like, did you notice the gorilla? And then you're like, what gorilla? And then you watch it again and there's like a freaking gorilla dancing the whole time. And you're like, how did I not see that? So it's, yeah, man, yeah. look yeah. at Baba Vanga because she was an incredible like prophecy or prof whatever you call them. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like how you said, like a like a Nostradamus, but like a a, a more modern. A more yeah, modern she was basically like an oracle Adelphi. Like she was a strong oracle, and I think that most of her, if not all of her predictions, have come true. So, wow, lots to I think about. I can't believe I haven't heard of heard of her. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I will send you some links because I I, yeah, I I've known about her my entire life. Like I think I first heard about her when I was like twelve or thirteen, and every now and then I'm like. Oh, what's happening now? Because she's made predictions for like centuries to come. So she predicted oh. the end of the world will be in like fifty seventy nine. So oh, oh wow, damn! Oh, I'm, it's yeah. so weird because I, you know, you hear so much about like Nostradamus. So I, I was around all that so much. It, it's so weird. It, it's weird that they held this one back from. You know, I think that I feel like, and it's weird the way that the government is even acting about how like they're scared of TikTok because of China. Like, I'm sorry, but they're also probably like you know consulting the way that romans used to consult the oracle of delphi all of these higher officials have always consulted astrologers and um and psychics for these types of and um we could go into a whole segment about just the oracle of delphi and all the things that she contributed historically to the world and all of the prophecies that she made or that they made because there were several but <clears throat> oh yeah dude no, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was always trippy. Like when I first started hearing about the Oracle Def, uh, like back in the day, like that to me, I was like, oh, that like that was really mystical to me before I started getting deeper into those things. And yeah, mm -hmm. like, that always stuck out. Yeah, so um, I guess um, uh, it's like in my head. So um, uh, I, I saw this video with you and a and a dog. Uh, uh, a cute, a cute black dog uh, with a god, San uh, Setsuna. Yeah, Setsuna. So tell me the story about this because there's, a, you know, there's a story about about with this dog and then how and how you feel like the dog. Well, like, is this is this your dog or is this kind of like a stray dog? Okay. That you that you found. So um, I live in a neighborhood. It's like a neighborhood group, right? It's like a watch group or whatever. And they posted that this dog had been found and they were looking for someone to foster this dog. And I work with a goddess, Hikati, who's very strongly associated with dogs. And I felt like this intuitive pull, like, okay, foster this dog. So I was like, okay. So I originally went to foster this dog, which is why I named her Setsuna, which is Japanese for a moment from a Japanese anime that I really like called Inuyasha. Um, but uh, when I met her, they told me the story that she was found at a four-way cross stop 
that's another thing that Hakati is associated with is four ways. She yeah. has a circle on each side of her cheek. So it's like two, like three eyes. She has like an eye on each side of her face looking in all and she's a black dog, a black German Shepherd. And she, I foster failed within the weekend that I got her because she's just perfect. I, I even considered, I was like, is this a skinwalker? Because she's just the perfect dog. And yeah, I, I truly believe that she was a blessing from Hakati for sure. That's she came wild. out of nowhere, nobody claimed her. She was posted everywhere, like animal shelters, um, next door, all the Facebook groups that you can think of. And nobody claimed her. She was unchipped, unspayed. So I got all of that taken care of. She's now. <laughs> She's now your dog. Yeah, for sure. It's oh, so sick, dude. Yeah. Mm. When you said the, at the intersection at the crossroad, I was like, holy crap. And then with the eyes and yeah, because uh, with Hikate, you know, she's super known for like the, for like the, the, the dogs like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. dude. And then she uh, was like, let me make it real clear that this is from me. I'm going to give you every reason to believe that this is from me. The four-way stop, they're just coming out of nowhere. The, the, the black dog, because that's also associated with her. Yeah. But, the um, color too. Yeah. Uh, and so and it's fun because it, she loves going on little hikes and she's not looking for animals in the plants, but she will sit there and just sniff the roots of plants. And then I'm like, okay, let me look up what this plant is. And it's like a message. It's so cool. But yeah. like, she's that, she's fun. From the video, it seemed like, uh, it, is the dog a boy or a girl? She's a girl. A girl. Yeah. It seemed like, it seemed like she was like guiding you in a way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. In terms of like, kind of like helping you out, like really like helping you out. Like that was a vibe that I caught from that. And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, she just, just now <laughs> she's like, Ah, oh, it's funny. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, so um, I guess uh, like tell me, like uh, in terms of like uh, like your witchcraft practices, like what, like uh, is there like certain things that like are daily kind of rituals or daily habits or things that like you really like to embody? Um, um being ADHD and a mom of three boys, um, I have a very busy life, so daily is difficult. Um, and ritual cleansing would be a daily thing that I do. I'm always very big on making sure that um, my hands are clean, and every time I clean my hands, I have an enchantment that I say, um, a protection enchantment. So I would say my protection is something I do daily. Ritual cleansing is something I do daily. But um, as far as, like, giving offerings or, you know, all of that, it's definitely not a daily practice. But it's often enough because I feel very blessed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sure. – yeah, you uh, – yeah, I, you 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 definitely are. You know what I mean. Um, you definitely uh, you have a you, lot. Um, I most recently shared a sigil that I have so much success with that I was like, I have to share it because I feel greedy. Like the thought came to me, like, man, this sigil, and I I created a different sigil to demo with it, but the whole like ritual of creating a sigil for all my bills are paid. Um, like over the last six months, I think I did it like six months ago. Um, this house that we have has solar panels. We just got an 11,000 tax return for it. Plus we get paid by our APS company for our electricity. So all my bills are paid for sure on that. Um, I just, it's like magic, if you believe it, if you have any doubts that it will work, it won't work. Like you have to believe that your magic will work. And that's why, um, I don't know, I just, you got to get the confidence down first before you can try really 
working with magic. You got to have the confidence and the self-worth understood and then really like training your subconscious because people are understanding that they can train their subconscious. Like your subconscious is a magical tool. It is where your magic is actually. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it, yeah, the, that's so true, you know, with the whole part about even like the confidence thing, because um, I like to play cards, you know, uh, I like to play poker at, at the casinos at the card room. And um, and that's like a lesson that I've been having to learn over and over again is that I have to kind of uh, like take that leap of faith in my confidence of believing myself and going all the way with it. And then when I do, things really pan out. But when I start having like those doubts and like shrinking myself in a way, then it always goes that other way. And I'm like, oh, my mm -hmm. God, my techniques in terms of like the analytics are the same. But that part that I just explained of like either the confidence, like, you know, going like head first or or when I shrink up with doubts, it ends up playing like that all like pretty much damn near all the time. And then uh, it's funny because even when I have like the confidence part when bad things happen to me, I end up bouncing back around somehow. Like I just kind of tough it yeah. out, grit it out, and I end up still bouncing back in a way, like because yeah. I had that. Over. Yeah, and then um, so I, it's been like a lesson that um, I pretty much been taking it to heart because I've been realizing like, oh my god, like I really have to trust myself and trust my instincts. So now what uh, what I've been doing lately is I've been really focusing on not letting other people's opinions or their even like their energy in a sense because people might like judge you in a sense when they first see you or or upon arrival and then so i'm learning to just kind of like keep like keep that like on a barrier and then so uh and that way i don't kind of like like this way like all my thoughts are mine and like from my perspective of me so i'm trying to just do, do my best to kind of build myself up yeah and uh and then that way it'll help me with that confidence part because i noticed that if, if my confidence does slip, it's because it's like not even, it's like not even my thoughts. Like I'm, I'm tapping other people's energies. Yeah, no, I totally, I can absolutely relate to that. And the biggest lesson I've been learning lately is um, in that confidence too. Um, shoot, what was I going to say? Um, I forgot what I was going to say. It'll come yeah. back to me. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come back. Yeah, but uh, so, well, oh, well let's but, talk about um, about cultivating that trust, like you gotta do it little by little because you can't just, you know, trust the universe to provide you with something. You gotta build it up little by little. Yeah, working around the obstacles is definitely something that gets rewarded, I think, by the universe, whatever you wanna call it. You can keep that mindset and keep your goal, not let those things really set you back, but you're like, hmm, okay, let me learn from this. It's almost like a, have, do you play chess or do you know chess at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I play a little bit. Uh... I bought like the, or not, a, I, bought, but I, I did the chess app. So I was playing that too, a little bit by myself, just to kind of mess yeah. around. It's such a strategy. It's such a strategy thing. And every game is an opportunity to learn from, from you know what I mean, or you can get mad at the game and never play it again. It's really up to you, but there's so much strategy that can be applied to pretty much everything you do in life. And I feel like our subconscious really likes games. And if our subconscious is creating our reality, if you want to get into like quantum physics or anything like that, we have to play. We have to have fun. We have to play. Our subconscious likes habits. It likes games. It doesn't like being analytical. That's our conscious brain. It doesn't like to think too much. It wants to feel. It wants to express. It wants to play. And if we don't yeah. give it time to play, like magic is play. If we don't give it time to play, that's when people get stuck and really 
really divided. They become dissociated from their true identity, I feel like. Wow. But. Yeah, that's so dope. Yeah, that's very true. Like uh, I was thinking like you have to move it around like you just how like little kids are like 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 running all over the place and kind of even making things messy, but that's how you get enthralled into the thing. And then once you get really enthralled and you start mixing it up, then you really get into it. And then Oh, so I remember what I was going to say. Yes, and this goes yeah. perfectly with it. You have to instead of rejecting judgment, I'm learning that I have to allow judgment. And I have to allow whatever kind mm. of judgment that's going to be. Instead of rejecting it like I don't need your judgment, your judgment doesn't touch me, your judgment doesn't bother me. I allow judgment because if somebody's judgment is going to trigger me, that means I believe them. And if I believe their judgment, there's some work that I still need to do. I tell yeah. my kids that all the time. And this comes like being a parent, you learn so many lessons about because my two boys, two my oldest boys will fail all the time and I will have to mediate and I, I feel like I should give myself this advice, you know, um, but it's, yeah. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> definitely how it goes. Yeah, no, it's a trip because um, like with playing cards, like that was something that I had been realizing through some lessons through, through these, through these months and years, short years is that I was realizing, I'm like, dude, I have to like work on my subconscious, like, because there was things in my conscious life that was not writing with my subconscious. Like, like they were conflicting mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, I have to get them to match. So that's why now I'm like doing like, uh, I do a lot of internal work. Like before I say, go play, you know, go have my play time. And then that way when I'm out in the field playing, then uh, I end up getting like a match. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's, and it's very rewarding. And then that's when I come home and I'm like, yes, like, I, like, I don't know. I just feel very whole. And then it's like really easy in a sense. Like, like you see how, like, there's a simple, it, it's like simple in a sense. And um, yeah. And then, so I, I've been trying to like, just embrace that and kind of keep going with that. And um, cause I know that uh, I, I like to kind of roll wherever I'm getting triggered. And then, so I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of triggers there. So I just happen to, to like to try to go and press that to see, to see what's next. And then, and yeah. yeah, do you have like any other like uh, like tips or like anything for like working like with with your subconscious or like or kind of making that work magically? Um, hmm. I would say literally just understanding your subconscious and then giving it an avenue to communicate with you through, which is divination. A lot of the times, um, my most successful has been through tarot because tarot itself is just a book of esoteric knowledge that has been turned into pictures so it's not forgotten. And like, it's basically a Bible. It's in a sense, it's an esoteric Bible, the, the 78 tarot cards for the Rider Waite deck at least. Um, yeah. He's definitely stacked in so much of the hermetic golden order, whatever you wanna call it, um, esoteric knowledge in that deck. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I recommend having an outlet to give your a subconscious a way to communicate with you. It's so weird because they say like, you, that's your shadow self. And so many people have, I feel like, created a wall between them and their subconscious by labeling it as the shadow self, because that becomes this thing that you have to avoid. And I don't yeah. really think that your subconscious is anything you should avoid. Your subconscious is like what most people want to call a personal Akashic records. And then there's like what I believed to be the collective subconscious. And I think if you're trying to jump into the collective subconscious without having your own individual subconscious figured out, it's a mess. And because uh, if you're going to do everybody's thoughts, feelings, actions throughout 
all time, that's the collective subconscious, the Akashic records, you're definitely getting, you're jumping in the ocean when you should be in the kiddie pool. Yeah. And I think too many people are jumping in the ocean, especially without any life preservative. And that's when you get psychosis and people believe that the world's going to get taken over by like aliens and things like that. <laughs> yeah. And I totally know. believe in aliens, but I don't believe in an alien invasion that's going to just like wipe out like a, like a sci-fi movie for sure. Yeah. That's something that's changed with me through the years. Um, I was more uh, like more conspiratorial and I know there, there are like there are things that happen out there for sure. But before I was like way more wrapped up in it. And then now, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you want to call it grounded, but I just, um, yeah, I guess I just, uh, I'm kind of just kind of having more temperance with all that stuff. Like I kind of don't, don't get me wrong. I love conspiracy. I will go on a deep, huge tangent about conspiracy because I think that if you talk about enough things that are wrong, right things will, you'll get the idea for you'll start to learn about what's right. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I'm fully big on entertaining conspiracies as long as you're grounded about it. Because I mean, I have lost a lot of, I have confused a lot of people because I'll go on tangents about things that I don't personally believe in, but I'll theoretically go into, you know, like, but what if, and what if, and this could have happened or this could happen, but I don't necessarily truly hang on to it as a belief, but I do explore conspiracies because I think there's truth in all conspiracy. Just like there's truth behind every just kidding, I think there's truth in all conspiracy too. So it's yeah. worth exploring for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely stuff out there. But yeah, I guess before I was, uh, I was like letting my life get depicted by a lot of this stuff. And um, yeah. So I How guess, so? I, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Just like, uh, like the stuff that we'll see, like on like social media, and like, oh well, well they're doing this to this, like now, and you know, like just like stuff, like like whatever, like uh, I was giving my power away a lot, um, to people that I don't even know, and uh, mm -hmm. and then I was realizing it's like, well, let me try to like, you know, take all this back in a sense and see what happens, and then I'll give it and I'll give my power away, and I noticed that nothing would change in a sense in my life, so I was like, oh, and then, and then I noticed that um. Whenever I really made it a thing to cultivate my life in a sense, like, uh, like, like through like with what I wanted, and then I did a lot of internal work, and then I even made it happen as best I can in the in my practical physical world. Um, I noticed that like that's when my like my worlds would really shift around. It was like I I I kind of figured that uh I was realizing that I was the main one influencing my life. Like even if there's all this other stuff around me, but. Uh, well, like you got to give credit where credit's due because doing it the way you did it, having to fix your internal world before your external environment is definitely the harder way to go. It's so much easier to uh, fix your internal world when you have a, the environment to match. And so it sounds like you probably were working in a toxic environment and still did the work to internalize, like fix yourself internally and then pull yourself out. So that just takes so much more strong effort and you need the credit for that just so you know oh thank you it makes you feel so good I, never, I, I apparently i don't get that that often so i really appreciate that yeah um, i could tell know, so yeah, yeah. Not, yeah not a lot of people I've, I've actually gone through a lot of shit through the years like through the fuck through the decades or maybe like all types of uh toxicity and social mm -hmm. bullshit and then like relationship uh like crap you know, uh, 
uh, toxic could be a, a, a big theme and then like bullshit could be another big theme. And then, so <laughs> I was realizing that, uh, all these things around me, like, uh, I don't know, I guess it takes like, to no one. I can see, I, I definitely can see the same energy, um, yourself out of that environment and then cultivate the environment around you i think you should be proud i think what you're already mm -hmm. building up with this podcast and and with the community that it seems like you're building i'm excited that you asked me to be a bit so oh, i'm excited for you. oh yeah dude thank you so much i really appreciate that and then and no we have I'm, I'm telling you when i saw god it was the ancient greek stuff and then you were talking about like hellenistic versus uh Hellenic, which we can get into right now, but uh, I was like, oh shit, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, uh, I, I'm not, I, I might not be the most talented guy or like the smartest guy. I'm not going to claim to be that, but I do have an eye. I have an eye for like gems or I have an eye for like talent and, um, and they like, call it the gift stuff. Yeah. What was, I'm sorry, you, uh, you cut out. Can you, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, they call that the gift of discernment. Oh, yes. Oh, that's how it was funny. So, I had, so let me tell you this story. So this was about how many years? This was a long, this was over a decade ago, like a little over a decade ago, right? I had heard God knows from where, because like I said, it was like over 10 years ago. I'd heard the concept of like uh, spiritual gifts. And then you can ask for these gifts or you can find ways to see what your spiritual gifts are. Kind of like that. And uh, I went, I did like this meditation, like I really tried as best as I could and I really got into it and it really, uh, I feel like I got real answers in a sense, like where I couldn't deny it. And then that's why when I finished my meditation, the answer was discernment. That, mm -hmm. was, that was what I got. Um, this was like a little over 10 years ago. So then that was my main first thing that I had. And then so when I talk to people in my personal life that are, that are close to me, cause like regular people will say like coworkers, I don't tell them any of this shit. Right. But for mm -hmm. people who got uh, uh, access, like, you know, uh, a close access to me, that was something that I would tell them in confidence, you know, between us that I was like, oh, well, I have discernment. I was like, I have the gift of discernment. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you know, I guess it helps with like understanding and truth. And then, so yeah. that's kind of like a big, like a big help. So I think, I think cool. it's, one of the best gifts to have because it's going to keep you grounded and keep you right on your authentic truth for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's helpful. You know, it's, uh, besides, you know, having the, the BS detector thing, um, <laughs> it just helps me out. Just it's for difficult. Myself. It's difficult in friendships and navigating like typical social, you know, relationships because people, that is just how people interact. And I feel like, I don't know if it's my autism or if it's the discernment, but it is hard to kind of interact with normal people because you're like, eh, but you're kind of bullshitting right now. Like, cause most people are, we're all, we're all putting our best face forward and it's yeah. really difficult. I say all the time, I don't like small talk. Ask me what, what my views are, like what, what I'm going to come back as after I die. You know what I mean? Like, don't talk to me about, stupid shit <laughs> yeah it's like straight to the nitty-gritty i love it yeah 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 dude because uh besides that whole thing how you just mentioned uh with like the bs part and people always kind of sticking that first you know like that front face first a theme that i've been having the last 24 hours is that i'm just like really i've been coming to this 
breaking point sounds like harsh as if like I've been broken, but it's not a breaking point, but just where I've hit this wall of uh, I'm just people who don't care about me as much as I care about like stuff. Like I'm, I'm not with it right now anymore. Like I'm just yeah. like, I'm cool. Cause I, people keep kind of coming around and it's almost like, it's almost like they're trying to lure me or bait me in. And then, and then I notice I'm like, oh, and then once we get closer into stuff, I realize that they don't really care about me that much, like as a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why am I, why am I even trying here? Like, why am I even trying to invest? Like, like uh, I think if I just kind of invest in myself and go about like my way, like in a, you know, minding my ego in a sense, like with a balanced ego, so to speak, but still yeah. like my way. Like I feel, then I'm gonna get the best things for me. Like, like the people that are really genuine, the people that really want to be around me, the people yeah. that really want to support me, the people that really want to have my back. And then, so that was like a breaking point. It's like from the end of yesterday to early today. That was been like my whole theme of the day. So almost like I had like a very, like a very fiery nature about this. Like I was getting really lit up. Where I was like, I'm just sick of this shit. Like I'm not going. I'm not going to try to keep trying to please people or try to get validation or stuff like that from other people. Like, let me just do this for myself. I know what's best for me. And then the people who really want to rock with me are going to rock with me. And then, and it's going to be easy. I'll be picking up the clues, you know, like, like, like like there will be a reciprocation of like, stop chasing. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. Instead of me just trying to just over, overthink it, you know what I mean? Because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like a couple of character flaws that I, that, that I can have is like either overbearing, or like like chasing you know kind of overbearing like that so i was like why am i doing that like for like approval or like to be liked yeah. you know what I mean? it's like it's not worth it and so yeah uh, when my uh when my husband and i separated so we were having art see what i mean about the toxic environment i had to pull myself out of the toxic environment before i could do any inner healing we were living with his parents at the time and we were you know, on track to get a house eventually, but it was like so many people living under one roof. I don't speak Spanish um, and they all do. They don't really speak a lot of English. My husband does, but being it was really overstimulating for me. And we were having a lot of arguments and a lot of problems. And I had kids right after high school, so I just didn't even know who I was. And uh, I had to pull myself and separate. And through that, I got into a relationship with myself and I said, I'm going to treat myself the way that I would treat a significant other and the way that I would want to be treated. I'm just going to learn how to parent myself. I'm going to learn how to take care of myself because I had a shit childhood. I didn't have the right kind of parents. Um, so it was just a whole like a year and a half of me finally living on my own for the first time. It was a struggle. It was a huge struggle, but um, really getting in a relationship with myself it was hard. I mean, just like any relationship, there were times I hated myself. There were times I loved myself. There were times I wanted to separate from myself even. And sticking through it, though, I really came out loving myself more than I ever have to the point where I got, I was able to get back, my husband and I were back together and that's where we are now. So, um, and he at the same time had to go through his own little individual journey. Um, he got his shit together Got a job that pays him really well, and we both had to get out of each other's light. But the point is, I think we both had relationships with ourselves, and that made the biggest difference in my where I'm at now. So, I mean, the best That's advice cool. I can give you is like cool. date yourself, like buy yourself flowers, like Miley Cyrus. 
uh, take them on dates and literally listen to yourself. Like, I know this is girly, but get a diary. I don't want to be like, writing out the list to yourself, like, and then write back. Yeah, I think dude. it's. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with a journal. With I freaking brought a journal here to work today because I've been telling myself because uh, I'll think about things like in terms of like uh, my podcast of like, oh, like what? Like I just, I'll, I'll think about like potential futures. And I was like, well, and I was like, if I want to like pretty much my answer, my, my nutshell answer was if I want a future with this, like one avenue that I have to do is I have to start writing. Like that, like that's a part of what I have to do now. So that's why I got a journal. I brought it here today because it's like something that I'm intending on when I have downtime that I need to just start writing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the whole thing about like, like how you like courting yourself or like, you know, like all these things for yourself. It's like, it's like, uh, with that theme of me blocking everyone else's like influence because I'm, I'm fairly empathic. So I guess like I, I've always been sensitive like, well, as a kid, I didn't know that I was sensitive, but I, I realized it later on. And I'm like, Oh, like I have to really make myself like be best friends with myself, you know, like in a reel that I put up today uh, with my buddies, I, I was talking about like loving yourself is like the greatest love of all, you know, cause it's mm -hmm. like once you, once you make yourself your best friend like that, then you can truly be a friend for other people who want to be your friends, mm -hmm. like in the right way, yeah. you know, in a, in a, you know, like, a, yeah, like it'll, it'll be balanced. Like there'll be a balance to it. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like that's been a, that's been a main theme and, and I'm rolling with it too, because I realize the more I buy into, like, I like people, like I like people, you know, don't get me wrong, but the more I buy, I buy into people, I'm like, oh shit. Like later on, I'm trying to get all that, those thoughts off because I, I, I just feel yeah. like. Yeah. That's why I recommend finding a way to do some ritual cleaning every day, cleansing. It looks like you kind of, but do you intend when you put that hat on, do you have the intention of I'm blocking out foreign energy? Cause um, if not, that's really all it takes is mm, blocking out foreign energy, put the yeah. hat on. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, not with that. Like, uh, but I'll start doing that. I do. I don't know what I do. I do like this, uh, I guess, versions of like shielding. Uh, I do stuff like that. And then I, I, Psychic I do shielding. Things, yeah, I do these things with like, uh, energy, like energetic where it's almost like I poof, like I poof it out. Like if I don't like want, I'll like blast it out or something like that. And mm -hmm. I can like, and then sometimes I shoot it down to like, uh, to like the middle of the earth in a sense where, in the middle of the earth, I have this concept of uh, like <clears throat> where there's a neutrality in there. And then so things can kind of get recycled like in a nice way. So anything that has to go there, can go there nicely. And then, like and that. then kind of transform, I guess. Like, but you, you're like, trans, you like, like to transmute. Yes, I'm a trans. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, with energy. Yeah, with energy. Uh, that says on in the blessings for my oh did i cut out a little bit i heard blessings i heard the word okay. blessings. yeah i have an enchantment that says all negativity sent to me turns into blessings for my family and that's how i like just transmute any mm. kind of negative energies mm, um that's sick. but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've been into that because uh, I realized that I was a type of transmuter, I guess, uh, if you want to, you know, call it that. Uh, I guess when I started doing uh, when I was learning energy healing, uh, like different things like Reiki and chakra. And then mm -hmm. I realized that working on myself or working on other people that I could like literally change the energy if I focused on it long and and 
and and and did the work hard enough that uh, I could I could change the energy, uh, like literally. And I then, have been doing that since I was uh, since I was so young. Before I even read it in a book or anything, I used to believe that I had like this ball that would um, form in my hand. And that mm -hmm. if I just like push that ball to somebody, it would heal them. And I would heal that way. And I remember one time my nephew was really sick and um, my sister was sleeping. And so I was on the couch and I got the room and I did that thing. And I put my hand on his back. And I, I just imagined there was the ball there. The next morning, I was perfectly healthy, perfectly fine. So like, I'm a healer. Uh, see? I was That's really so I was cool. Yeah, awesome. uh, I haven't done anything with healing work since then. I don't want to work with, I don't want to do that. I'm such a, I'm so against charging for services, not other people, but for myself. Like if somebody needs something like a tarot reading or an, an identification, only if I feel like I don't want my energy to be taken or if I feel like I'm in a position where I just don't have a lot um, and I need that ex that money exchange to kind of fill me up. I really don't like to charge for things. Um, and I don't really necessarily want people to come to me for healing services, even though I feel like I could do it. I don't want to be responsible for that. Yeah. You know well, I mean? one, one, you definitely could do it. And then two, I really know what you mean, because uh, I guess what I experienced back in the day from like when I was getting into that stuff, uh, I got to the point where I was getting tox uh, like you know we we're talking about toxic earlier but i was actually getting toxins on my body from other people like especially on my hands and my fingers and i was noticing this and i was like oh my god i was like i have so much of this shit like it's kind of like energetic gunk in a way yeah mm -hmm. i was realizing that i have so much of this gunk and then i had to like purge myself in a way to yeah it started, started getting to the point where i had this shit all over my fingers and my hands and i was like oh my That's god funny. because if you think about it it kind of makes sense because people will say for you know like in terms of magic like okay well you know if you do something like some kind of if you perform something it's gonna there's some version of a cost like something costs something to do you know what i mean like if you want to go play mm -hmm. over here you have to pay the admission right and then so there's always there's always like a cost in a sense, like energetically. And then, uh, and then with like healing and that stuff, there's like, uh, I guess like the concept of like energetic backwash where like, imagine I'm, you know, um, you know, rinsing my mouth out with scope, you know, mouthwash and I mm. spit it all out. I spit it all out into the sink, but even though I spit it all out, there's still going to be a little bit of the Listerine in my mouth. So if you yeah. do that, if you do that enough times and enough times and enough times, then, the, that Listerine in your mouth, in your jaws, it, it might start to whatever. It might start yeah. to spot in a way. So, yeah. yeah so the, I, Greeks, I, the Greeks called that spiritual pollution or mm -hmm. miasma. Miasma, it was also called. And there were so many different ways that you could accumulate this miasma. And some of it was like really like entrenched in your soul. Like if you were to commit murder, for example, um, you would have to perform extensive cathermos. But then there was just daily. Uh, my just from being human because being human um according to greek mythology was against like uh natural order of things because i mean there's a whole there's a lot of different versions of mythology on how people were created but we were kind of basically created out of stone from um who was it i think zeus struck lightning to some form of human so um, we have that spirit in us. 
that was evil before, but I forgot. I think this is part of Gnosticism also. Um, uh -huh. And this is where we get into Hellenic because Hellenistic starts involving Gnosticism and um, different cultures, like from different beliefs from like India, Hinduism, and all of that too. So, if you wanted to still talk about like the Hellenic Hellenistic thing, yeah, I was just I was just about to. You're taking the words out of my mouth. What's the difference between that? Because I don't, I'm not too clear on that. Yeah, so um, Hellenic is a time period and Hellenistic is a time period. Hellenic is a purity culture, basically, where it was just the Greeks. And then um, when Alexander the Great, so their culture kind of actually died for a little bit. Um, Romans took over, but Alexander the Great wanted to bring back the Greek culture because he was, I think he wanted to, I think, just wanted to bring back the because things were starting to get so Alexander the Great started this whole like conquest to unite different cultures, and that became the Hellenistic. Because it influenced a lot of Greek culture because that's human culture. But he was also infusing it with uh, Christian beliefs yet, but like Gnosticism and Hinduism, and I think some of that um, Christianity was starting to get in mixed in too, if I'm not mistaken. But oh. The death of Cleopatra. Oh, okay. and like that's yeah, that's the biggest difference. So Hellenic would be just purely worshiping um, through the like Greek, the pure Greek way, and I, I, that's a lot of it's lost, unfortunately. Like I said, there was a period where that was just gone, and then it came back because of Alexander the Great, and it came back. That's my understanding. Yeah. For sure. For sure. That's dope. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I remember you, uh, you in a video also talking about like, uh, like, uh, like, like the spirit guides and how they were da uh, like, like kind of called daemons, you know, back. Yeah. So this was like. So in more. Absolutely. In more like Hellenic time period, um, spirit guides were called daemons or daemons were not, they were in between. They were, they were a little bit lesser than deities, but they were still super important. So they were personifications of like human uh, experiences. So they could be personification of emotion, like Eros was a, a daemon, basically um, the personification of love, phobos of fear. Um, there were different daemons for like, basically human experiences. There were some for like disease and madness, like mania, um, illness. I actually am writing a really cool play script on this whole oh. concept, which is really fun, um, called We All Have Our Demons. And it's, it's kind of like my idea is, what if we all really do have these guides and some of them, like if there is no, if there isn't really this concept of good and evil, but some we ha are guided by, you know, certain negative, energies like if we are guided by phobos or if we are guided by madness or what if we are guided by vengeance in our life you know what i mean what if that's our our spirit guide is vengeance and so our whole life is kind of reflected around that because the greeks believed that your daemon was um it, in, it kind of embodied your personality and who you were going to be <clears throat> and it followed you around from the moment you were born until you were dead and then it would guide you into the underworld um mm. help you get know where you're supposed to go so I think yeah. so many people have culturally appropriated spirit guides I don't want to say culturally appropriate but maybe just new age 
the word I want to say. They've just kind of like taken certain things and uh, spirit guides have become like an all-encompassing people have animal spirit guides and I strongly believe that animal spirit guides belong to natives if that makes sense I don't know if that's really something that white people should be incorporating I mean that's up to you it's your practice you know what I mean but historically natives believed in animal spirit guides and like Greeks for example believed in like daemons and yeah. so there's, I, I kind of wanted to bring with that video an understanding that spirit guides is just an all-encompassing term. There are so many different entities and deities and spirits that could be guiding you. And I feel like just throwing them into a basket and calling them a spirit guide doesn't do it as much justice as it could if you like understood, yeah. especially demons, because that has gotten such a bad like propaganda rap now because of what Christians yeah. did to the word demon. Yeah, so it's now like, we, can, we can't call yeah. our spirit guides demon, but it's it now it makes sense when people say, Oh, she's got demons. It's like, well, maybe she does have you know some spirit guides, maybe they do have some guides or some, some things like trying to guide them into certain decisions, you know. But yeah. that doesn't that's like the gift of discernment because you can discern between those those guides, like if it is a true concept, if you, for example, have good and bad guides like the angel and devil on your shoulder. You have the gift of discernment to know which one. And in my book, I kind of want to bring out that there's sometimes where there's the, the devil. Interesting concept. And unfortunately, yeah, the whole term spirit guide, I just don't like it. There's so many terms. Like records, each chakra, unfortunately, I think that so many people use terminology that they don't understand. Um, for me, example, I don't want to talk about chakras because if you were to ask me what's the actual name for the solar plexus, I could not tell you, and that feels wrong for me to be talking about um, philosophy or spiritual. Yeah, yeah, it's like I, yeah. I can. I can see how, like, in one side, it's kind of like almost like your uh, what's the word, like, kind of like degrading, like either one side or then the other side is kind of like watering it down. Like you can either yeah, water I don't want to water anything or down. Or you're exactly. putting a stigma, or you're putting a stigma on the other one, and both of those aren't really exactly. Clear. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess my I was trying my ADHD brain was trying to connect the fact that I made that video about spirit guides and saying, you know, they're actually called daemons according to Greeks. What do you think they're called? To you know, um, did Indians have spirit guides? Did Native Americans have? They did. They had animal spirit guides. Um, but do you know what I mean? Which cultures? What is the appropriate name for a spirit guide according to the culture that you are a part of? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's I, I think you know because because uh, because because if you get to respect it in that way, once you respect it in that way, then that that you'll start to be able to start to dive dive deeper into that, and then really mm -hmm. get more insight into that thing. For like, yeah, because and, things do get kind of lumped in together a bit now, like like especially nowadays because there's so many of us, and then we're all getting this stuff all at once in a sense. So there's gonna be oh, yeah. a, there's gonna be a byproduct of that. Or, or something like that word. Yeah, and I 
I, I say this so much. This is why I understand why they had the mysteries and secret societies that held all this information as secret, as private, because it can be too much for some people. You sh I think that these a lot of this information should be initiatory um, just because of what can be done with the knowledge, like yeah. the esoteric knowledge. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. That's probably, that's, that's probably why it's esoteric, you know, in general, like, or that's why it was originally like a lot like that, because it's like, you want to kind of, if you're going to go here, you want to start getting your stepping stones into. Yeah. Into and um, I know I talked a little bit about that with the um, tarot, the card by card tarot esoteric deep dive I've been doing with how Rider Waite rearranged um, the strength card and the justice he did that because in his um, Order of the Rosy Cross, I believe it's called, um, he had um, his fellowship, the people that followed that, whatever fellowship of the Rosy Cross, he had them following like a step-by-step -step program that went through the major arcana. And he wanted them to learn the lesson of strength before justice. And so, and also because it also went with the uh, astrological correspondence of Leo, but either way, he also still had like a step-by-step -step program in his initiatory uh, fellowship of the Rosy Cross. So you're right. Yeah, that makes you had to learn things at a certain level. And once you graduated, you were ready to to learn another to learn more. And I feel like that's what I've been intuitively being led by all my spirit guides, because um, like we talked on earlier, I feel like I'm just playing like. I'll play and I'll read something and it will just lead me down a rabbit hole like Alice in Wonderland and it just feels like a fun game. And then I come out with all this like basket handfuls of new things that I can go and research and those all lead to different um, different rabbit holes. But I'm doing this. I'm not on TikTok just writing down notes from what people are you know, teaching on yeah. TikTok. I feel like you have to get out there and you have to play. You have to experience because the universe wants to play with you too. Um, I, I had this video where I was like, let's, you have to play with the universe. And I was like, I'm going to pull a card and I'm gonna, and it was like a card that said uh, wisdom or something like that. I don't remember exactly. And I was like, okay, this Oracle card, now I'm gonna flip to a book and it's gonna talk about this for something. And I'll send you that video because I have it on my TikTok. And I, I picked a random paragraph and I shit you not, it had the exact word from the Oracle card in the pit, in the section, I said, "See if you just fucking play with the universe, I it love, will play better." I love when that shit happens. Oh, so like that gives you some juice. Yeah, yeah. like uh, for me, what comes to mind, like when I see your stuff, and even as you're talking now, it's like reminding me of like like the content that I see with you. You're, uh, in my opinion, like you're kind of like what I call like spirit, uh, spiritually rich. You're rich in that spiritual way where you you play like this and then you get and you end up reaping the benefits in your life mm -hmm. so like there's like a richness to your life that like you know that you can't that you wouldn't barter away because it's like oh precious. no absolutely yeah. yeah but it's been it's like, i've had and and i don't look it but i've fought for this so it's it's been a, so a long cool. lifelong battle 30 yeah, years <laughs> it's very admirable you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah because thank uh, you yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's why uh, I definitely have a respect for you like that because, uh, and then even other people too, like they they like really uh, love your stuff. Like they see like the gems in your in your life because it's like very authentic and then and and it's very put out there and it's like and and it's free as well. To me, that's like a big sign of like uh, like whether something has truth in it or not is that whether it's free. And mm -hmm. then so you're like you're like free to me. 
like with all that stuff and how you it's like and then it all comes back to you so you're like living a life of like uh like spiritual richness you know so that's like it's like so cool you know like uh, yeah i have to trust i have to trust in the reciprocity i i absolutely have to trust in the reciprocity and my deity work has taught me that that um, and it, it, like I said earlier in the podcast too, you have to start small and cultivate the trust little by little because I could never have believed that I would be where I am just even like two years ago. I remember sitting in my car because I, I would just escape in my car into the middle of the desert because I live in Arizona. Even with my three kids, I would just let them go play in the desert. There's rocks, there's sticks. They can go do stuff as long as I was away from the chaotic environment that I was in. But I would sit there with my journal and I would write affirmations like, my kids are happy, I am free, I am healthy, I am rich, um, I am so grateful. And I would just sit there and write my affirmations. I didn't know what these affirmations were doing. And at the time, the God was the universe to me. I didn't have individual deities, I wasn't pagan. Um, I wasn't really religious either, but the universe was the universe. I believed in its magic, and it's definitely been a slow uh, relationship building, but I can see it lasting forever, and it's hard because when you get to this point, friendships are really difficult for me because I can't give people the secret formula to get here, and then people see it, and they're like, oh, she's fake, or she's she's um there's got to be something that poke let me keep poking to see if there's just some weak spots and i have a lot of weak spots like but i don't know why you poke, you know? those are just the haters you know what i mean yeah. because they're always going to want to they're always going to want like well there's like a uh like a secret envy or jealousy that they would that they have with you because i, I think most people that i see with you they they see like they see you like as like a gem more so and then so uh yeah mm -hmm. so yeah, well, I hope so. I I have such an imposter syndrome, and I have zero like ability to oh, see myself as, for who I am. Like, no, but no, you know. no, you should not have the imposter thing. You, no, and <laughs> you're you're very genuine. One thing you're not is like you're not fake at all. Like you're you're very genuine. That's for sure. You know. What I mean? Yeah, I I cannot stand fake. Uh, that's been my biggest turnoff in all my relationships, all my friendships. It's like if the minute that you, I see any fakeness, I have to just cut it out. I'm just You're like exit exit stage left. Exactly. Thank you. You're talking my terminology as a theater person. <laughs> yes, for sure. As a left-handed person, I definitely can can <laughs> attest to that one. But so uh, let yeah. me ask you, how did you of this uh, all of this occult stuff? How did I cheese? Well, I mean, um, my mom, my mom was a, uh, well, she, she's getting her powers back now, but my mom was a psychic, uh, growing up really, really psychic. And, uh, and then she would have her things of like, uh, seeing ghosts and she was, she would be able to see apparitions and all these things. Mm -hmm. And she had experiences with like, uh, with like dreams that like that would come true and all this stuff, you know, like, uh, premonitions. Yeah, and just like well, even one time coming to mind, like uh, she had a dream when she was a kid that she went to heaven and then she saw her grandmother and she was like over there, but her grandmother was alive still technically, right? Yeah. And then and then uh, she wanted to stay over there, but then her grandmother was saying, no, like you have to come back down, like it's not your time, this and that. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. And then when she came back down, all of a sudden she woke up or no, well, she woke up to a phone call. It was like two or three in the morning, you know, when she was a kid. And apparently they got the phone call from Mexico saying that her grandmother had just died, you know? So like, wow. my mom, yeah. So my mom was like in this world and then, uh, and, uh, 
when she met my dad in her 20s, my dad was like more anti, like anti all that stuff, all this stuff, right? And uh, so in a relationship, when you're trying to be with someone and they're not supporting it or they don't validate it, then what's going to happen usually is that your powers are going to go down. That's yeah. probably why that's probably why I'm adamant now about not letting other people affect me. You know what I mean? Because I just mm -hmm. want to like affect myself the most. I figure I'm I'm my better, like the better energy for me is my own. The better thoughts for me are my thoughts. But so yeah. anyway, so she lost her powers and uh well, you know, for the most part. And then uh, they went dormant for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then now that she's older, and then my parents split up and all that stuff. So she like they each kind of got they regrouped on their own lives. And then now lately now she's getting back into her uh you know like i don't know if you want to call it like uh, necromancy but people that have mm -hmm. died in her life like her friends now she's like, yeah yeah she's like talking to them now and all this stuff and then i noticed um, that now her fear like before she was like more of like a chicken with with this kind of stuff and then now her fear i could tell is like kind of going away a lot like she's getting a lot more comfortable with herself and with her power because um, this might be personal, but is your mom like, is what, how old is your mom? Cause I have someone I want to recommend her to. Um, she's, uh, she retired. I don't know. So she's okay. Uh, that's, enough. that's good enough for yeah. me. Does she know, yeah. um, I'm going to send you the name over messenger, but Suzanne Geisman, I have to talk about her. She's my mediumship mentor. She's a uh, oh. world known. Uh, she was oh. a U.S. Navy commander during 9-11, during the 9-11 attacks. Oh. Um, but she retired and she's now, a uh, a famous medium and uh sh her experience was crazy because her daughter got struck by lightning her daughter was also in the military but her stepdaughter um or daughter-in-law i'm sorry daughter-in-law got struck by lightning and killed while she was pregnant and this caused suzanne geesman to really get in back into like you know her mediumship or not back into it but get into it she started meditating and realizing that there must be something after this you know uh, she's an incredible medium, so your mom would probably get a lot of guidance from Suzanne. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Send me her, yeah. Send me her stuff later on when you got yeah. time for this for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and then so I grew up kind of with that, and then uh, our house had paranormal things, like kind of haunted kind of things, and uh, you know, like things would move around in the house, and then I felt like there was like ghosts around or this and that, mm -hmm. and then, so oh so there was paranormal stuff, psychic stuff, and then grow and then uh even as a kid my mom had told me she was like well you have like a she 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 would call it a touch right so i think she meant like a healing touch right so mm -hmm. like uh, and then later on i realized that i have uh like healing capabilities just like everyone else you know but uh but i honed in on them and then i mm -hmm. studied and uh like uh, I might not like how I said I might not be the best and like the expert at certain like you know diving super deep into like certain things, but um, but what I am good at is that when I want to learn something, I I have a way of like revising my days over and over and like uh like I like I can just like reflect and revise and that's why I need like a lot of like uh like solo time, and then so I would use a lot of my solo time to like dive back into myself like like super reflect like like very hard. And then, and I would be very analytical, but at the same time, I would be very intuitive about it, about what's the best way to go. And, and then I would be able to see visions in a sense. So, and then, um, and so I, so I, I feel like I have a lot of psychic capabilities as well, like uh, with like knowing, and then I can see the stuff, like I can see spirits, um, not apparitions like my mom, I can see spirits 
and then um, and then I can there's hear subjective there's subjective clairvoyance and objective clairvoyance. So do you oh, see it in I, your mind's eye or do you see it outside? Outside. Yeah. yeah, I see. I have. I think it's called subjective, where it's inside my mind. I do. I see things inside my mind, like pictures, like recalling. Like if I were to recall a scene from a movie, that's how oh, I see things. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's so cool. You know, that's uh, so rare. That's rare. The yeah. objective one is rare, though. That's powerful. Yeah, like if, like in terms of like the like the one in my mind, it's more of like that's more energetics. What I call energetics, like I can feel people's. Like I can't read the exact thoughts, but I can feel where your thoughts are coming from pretty mm -hmm. good. Yes. Yeah, and then, me too. Uh, and then uh, I see, I can see different things. You know, like uh, like on the ends of things, I can see uh, like lights or orbs, or I can see like parasitic entities, like little black wigglies or squigglies and stuff like that. And so yeah, so um, and then so I use that as a tool because back in the day when I first started being able to see this, like in my early twenties or something like that. Um, I was like afraid, you know, I'm like, what the mm -hmm. fuck? Right. And then, uh, and then I started to embrace it. And then I realized that I can't really get hurt either way. Like it can't really hurt you like that. It can, it can like influence you or it can like Dan, like kind of like fuck with your energy in a way, but it can't really hurt you. you no. Yeah. It, it can, Most it, of the it, time you're just, it's just taking your energy. It's just a, yeah, it's energy. Like either sucking, yeah, it's either sucking your energy or, uh, or, or like a version where it makes you want to be either like depressed or not motivated. Yeah. And why I, I got into like learning about like healing stuff, like chakras and all that stuff, because I, I found it as like a tool, uh, to kind of, uh, tap to find a way to tap into myself to find out what my problems are i'm like a troubleshooter like uh people like shadow work like I, i'm kind of good at that i guess like because it's realizing what your fuck-ups are so mm -hmm. i'm like okay so it's like i can be harsh on myself but in a way i use that harshness to my advantage because yeah i realize like even if i get mad like before i would get so mad that i'd be afraid of my madness and then now i realize that it's okay to kind of like lean into it because i realize that if i lean into it now like my my uh, i'll get resolution way quicker way more mm -hmm. quicker if i lean into it and yeah. then so i've been embracing all those things kind of like like what people call darker sides or like even death which is like a dark concept but for me it's like i see nothing but like life and death i know it might sound weird yeah. but i see like i don't know that's that's what i see in there like i see like a liberation and then i see and, uh, and stuff like that and then and even with diving into my like shadowy parts well i guess you were talking about, about that with like subconscious so mm -hmm. it's like the stuff that's hiding and like the nitty-gritty stuff that i'm trying to get into so that's pretty much a main thing of what i'm trying to do now uh, besides yeah. preparing for death is i'm working on my subconscious and i'm learning like on what my main triggers were especially like as a kid because now when i play cards i realize that a lot of this shit was all the stuff <clears> that i suppressed as a, as a as a child and as a teenager i suppressed the hell out of myself i did mm -hmm. not I did not give myself the power or the or the okay to feel all these thoughts and to feel all these feelings. Like I, I would just push everything away immediately, like almost like it was like a defense mechanism. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was, it's basically like we're trying to do our life review while we're still alive because probably somewhere deep inside we've gone through. If you believe life reviews, to be like, I wish I would have just changed it while. And now we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Here's I'm going to do my yeah. life review while I'm still alive and while I can still do something about it. 
Like, yeah. That's really what shadow work is. It's it's pulling yourself out of the picture so you can see it better. Um, yeah. In my opinion, I think so many people do do shadow work in different ways, but um, I feel like shadow work you need to to learn about your ego before you learn about your shadow because your ego was developed. Most people's egos were developed like underdeveloped during a time period of a lot of insecurity. And so we over identify with the masks that we create or that other people force us to create. And so yeah. first we need to look at that mask and be like, what is this mask? Why was this mask created? And it's usually because of an underdeveloped ego around like insecurity as a child. Um, if you are not secure as a child, you're going to over identify with um, whatever labels get put on you once you're when you're growing up and then it becomes yeah. ripping those labels off and it's a lot of work yeah so speaking of ripping the labels off and all that in my head right now the analogy or the little metaphor that i had with this of the difference between like the ego and like shadow it's like like uh, the difference between like a band-aid and like the scar that we got mm -hmm. because the yeah. scar and the band-aid are hand in hand in a sense but they are different and then so yeah. lately the theme especially that i had this morning with like all the stuff that i've been telling you the last 24 hours about me just embracing like just myself in a sense and like like i want to embrace like welcoming genuineness in my life and then so with that the the resolution or the answer that i got for that is i have to embrace my scars and mm -hmm. then Oh, and then the byproduct of that is that people might think that I'm like a bad guy or like a type of bad guy. But at this point, I don't give a, I just don't care. So yeah. even if they think I'm a bad guy, I'm going to be embracing my scars. And then that'll be the best way for me to be myself. And then therefore uh, have my genuine friends and family that, uh, that we can care about each other, support each other, you know, because I'm just at a point where I just want genuine support, like in, in, in every, in every facet of my life. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, and if it's yeah. not genuine, cut it out. Yeah, man. The parasocial yeah. relationships on this app too, and like which on TikTok, I've had to cut out so many people that I realized were not healthy for my spiritual journey and were not healthy for just like my emotional well-being, psychological well-being, just because there's always some like underlying competition, especially in spirituality. It's like when you have abilities, it's uh, so for some reason always becomes a competition. Um, it's just... There's too much ego involved. And that's why I'm like, you guys shouldn't be looking at ego. You're getting in, into a lot of trouble, a lot of yeah. problems. Your, yeah, ego is just... the thing that's, that the, your ego is what's creating your shadow. And if you're going to sit there and, and you know meet your shadow and sit there and try to heal it, you haven't gone to the problem. You're Like you said, it's a Band-Aid. You haven't looked at the scar to see the scar is the ego, actually, because the scar yeah. is what's, the, you know, what you needed the band-aid for yeah they're complete i mean they are hand in hand but they're completely different you know dude mm -hmm. it's a trip so right now like um i think you've mentioned uh because this is like i have to tell you like it's just kind of what i've been like read like what i just caught the last 10 seconds um you 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 talk about persephone right persephone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you talk about her who's um i have before i don't particularly work with her but i've talked about her before Okay, who's who's Persephone uh, in terms of like Greek? Uh... Yeah, Persephone is the um, well, Cora technically was her name before Persephone, I believe. She was uh, just the goddess of springtime. She was the daughter of Demeter, who was the goddess of agriculture, and she was abducted by Hades. 
Um, uh, Hades wanted a bride because he was the only god that was kind of working everyone else because he was he's in charge of the dead and he actually has a job to do whereas like Poseidon and Zeus his brothers kind of just have it easy so he's like well I want a bride and I want this one and so he took Persephone without Demeter's permission without Demeter knowing so when that happened when Persephone went into the underworld the goddess of agriculture became so upset Demeter her mom that she made um, everything die and so she'd said, I'm not going to bring back, you know, at the, the life of the earth until my daughter comes back. And then Zeus was like, okay, she can come back um, as long as she hasn't eaten anything. And she had had a she had had a pomegranate seed. So then she had to make a deal where she under, she was in the underworld for like three or four months and then the rest of the time on earth. So Okay. I think I've heard yeah. that last little part before. Okay. Very cool. I don't know. So you don't work with Persephone at all, huh? Like I've never. Um, I, you know, she, I feel like she opened the door for me because I originally thought that that's the deity that was around me. But when I went and did all of my own divination and everything, it wasn't her, but I've always been into gardening and I feel like she's, her energy is around that, but no, I don't personally work with her. I feel like she works with different, um, different situations. Um, trauma of different types of trauma mm, okay interesting yeah i'm just saying because i don't know why like i don't know why but uh uh that name was like coming in my mind right now like the last mm -hmm. whatever like half a minute or so and uh that's yeah that's why i brought it up yeah i was like persephone like, i don't know i don't know it's kind of weird but yeah uh, maybe she's around you but i i it's it's funny yeah. because the mint plant popped up in my yard today like i have um a mint plant popped up and it's strongly associated with her so maybe she's trying to get my attention and she's using you <laughs> okay yeah i'm not sure yeah I, well maybe it's you or, or or both of us i don't know yeah i did uh for my little mist for my little mist thing uh that i use here uh, i use tea tree oil i don't know if that's even close you know affiliated with that but uh yeah it's interesting that's i don't know so cause, weird because I, mean, I just I, I literally tea tree oil and that's like my skin oil my hair oil i use that for everything oh for real oh that's so yeah. funny yeah because today i, like I had to, uh, i had to reset my little uh my little mist thing because uh when i did a show yesterday i was at home and then so when i bring the stuff over here to work i have to empty everything out because i can't travel with the water thing if i'll make a huge mm -hmm. mess and then I have different oils. Like here I have a set of oils and then at home I have a, a set for home. And then so for today, mm -hmm. for you, uh, I have like half a dozen or so different oils. And I was like, for this one, I was like, today it's tea tree. You know, that was what, hmm. well, that, that was what it was. I used, I used the sun oil day. <laughs> oh. And this so was made cool. by, since I don't really, I can't really plug myself. Can I, uh, you, oh, you're cutting out. I'm sorry. I would recommend her for sure. Okay. I'm sorry. You cut out the last couple oh, of seconds no. there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, Glamour Witch Boutique. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, so, dude. Do you make your own oil? No, I just, I, I just bought the little, like a little variety pack, uh, I, guess, I think from oh. Amazon or... I'm not sure, or maybe some came with this pack, but it was Amazon or whatever, and you know, like like those little those little small vials or whatever. And yeah, so cool, for today, yeah. I was like, trees the one, you know, like uh, I I always try to make themes based off of the other person. I try to 
and then so in like a match. You, and that's perfect. Right, you got that that you did the the gold one, or that's like Sun, right? Because I feel like that's mm -hmm. a big theme of uh, of my office here. Of uh, really, yeah. So so we're like just like we're we're we're, like we're yeah we're doing each other yeah we're doing each other's thing yeah that's funny because we're both empaths for sure <laughs> yeah that's why I do like the gold like the gold microphone and then like the gold the gold lion and then the sun over there with the full and then I have like a yellow uh, next to that orb I have a, it's like a yellow ball but you can't really see it. it's like at the very end. So, oh, and even the cool. temperance card is a uh, is sun based or whatever. So yeah, in this uh, in this office, I have a lot of sun, <laughs> a lot of sun based uh, stuff. But yeah, yeah, I have yeah. Apollo statue next to me. So I mean, I have very much a lot of sun stuff around me too. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, no, it was just so weird because when you were talking, like all of a sudden that name Persephone just came in my head and I was like, Oh, I was like, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some divination. I'm going to have to figure out if she has a message for me. It's funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. I also, I, I ended up finding, I went to Goodwill just randomly and I found at least like five or six Greek statues. And I found both of Persephone's aspects. So her Cora aspect before she got taken and then her Persephone one. So I was oh, like to find dude. both statues. Maybe she's been trying to make me work with. Her. I just have. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's a thing. Yeah, that could very well be. I like how you. Uh, what's it's pretty cool. You have like this board, and then you you make your own dice or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Like you make your yeah. own dice, and like you, and like they're very, and then like you have a board, and then they have different things on the board, and then the different dice, and then you end up telling stories with that shit. Yeah. Cool, dude. Like it's fun. It, it's very different. Like I don't think I've seen that. Like I've heard of those. Con I might have seen those concepts, but the way that how you do it, it's like very unique. It's like very cool. Um, I can't take yeah. full credit. I really, honestly, those some certain ideas come to me, and I'm like, there's no way that I came up with that. There's just no way that I came up with that. But um, I work with the god of divination, Apollo. So I was walking through the Dollar Tree. And uh, he was just like, grab this, grab that, and this is what you're going to do with it. And that's how that divination tool came out to be. But it's really fun. Let me see. Do I have the book that I use? There's a specific book that I use. Um, I don't have it around me. It's uh, Matthew Betts. And I was like, what can I do with this knowledge? I was like, I wish I could, like, put them on, like, a little dice and, like, divination with them. And that's pretty much how that happened because – I'm very big on symbols. Like even in my uh, tarot card by card, you see, I like point out symbolism and like just imagery a lot because I feel like that's the language of the subconscious and spirit totally. communicates, spirit communicates a lot through the subconscious. And so that's why I see things like allegorically, metaphorically, I get song lyrics. I mean, uh, so finding a tool that I could use and I can personalize, like if I'm like, Oh, I, I want to know if, um, I set on a specific subject like I want to do some readings on career I can make a whole cube set on just like career answers like new job loss of a job or like good money bad money and I can just throw it and create my own board it's just so personalizable and cheap so yeah you're making me want to go to the dollar store this weekend because uh I go there like maybe once a week or if I don't go once a week I go at least once every two weeks for sure for sure and I'll get like uh like different candles and all that uh, yeah. other kind of stuff. But the dollar store will have, uh, they'll have some gems in there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, yeah, like, the Dollar the Tree has these, 
The Dollar Tree has these little dropper bottles now for oil. They have a oh, pack of two shit. for a dollar. Yeah, the Dollar Tree is huge for witches. <laughs> yeah, the, the one I have one that's like immediately close to my house, but that one is like a smaller, like kind of more ghetto one. Like, so there's not that much good stuff in there. And then the one by where I play cards at, which is literally just like five, seven minutes away from my house. That one is a big one and they got hellish shit all like a, a lot of the time. And then so there's. And then, yeah. Cool. Is it a is it a 99 cent store or is it like a Dollar Tree specifically? Uh, I think it's. I think it's Dollar Tree, the 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 one that's big, the like. Yeah, because I haven't yeah. found the cubes or the trays anywhere else. They must have some kind of partner deal with. That. Okay. You can yeah, find them on. Yeah, this weekend I'm gonna have to go because uh, yeah, because I want to kind of I need to re up on my uh, what do you call like those long like well this one <laughs> like on these type of candles I got to re up on these guys, um, on these candles. One day candles. Yeah. Like, like ritual candles, seventy. Yeah, I get the one. Uh, lately, I've been getting the one with a uh, Saint Jude on it because it's it's green. And then so what I do is I put my spin on it for for luck, you know, for uh, oh, yeah. for, for a fortune for a lady fortune. And then so uh, yeah, so I use that. Uh, lately, I've been getting into candles uh, the last couple of months, and then because I knew that elementally I needed more fire in my life, like more uh, because I was too. I was too cold. I was too airy. And then I was like, oh my God, I need, I need the fire. And then, so I've been learning a lot through, through the flames. And then, uh, have yeah, you I, looked at your birth chart? Is this based on your birth chart or like your natal oh, chart or is this? Yeah for, yeah, for sure. I'm like Mr. Air, you know, super. I have dude. 4%. I only have 4% earth in my chart. Oh, <laughs> I am so oh. naturally ungrounded. It's ridiculous. Oh, I'm like I must be well, meant to communicate with the spirits. You talk about your ADD, your ADHD, but it, to me, it's not even that much. Like to me, I have like damn near, like I'm pretty much the same as you. So I must have it too, in a sense, because I'm like, no, I'm masking. Just, you know. <laughs> well, oh. just I'm masking 100. I'm <laughs> after this, I'm gonna go get really. I mean, maybe I can't say this on your podcast, but I'm gonna go get high. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then too. that's when you'll see my. Your, that's when you'll see my ADHD for sure. Sure, we're maybe gonna have a high cool. conversation one day. Yeah, one day. Yeah, no, I have a. a I have a blunt. I have a blunt ready to go after uh, <laughs> after this for for work. You know, when I when I leave work, I can't do it at work. Yeah. But, uh, when I leave work, I got a a, a chopper ready to go. Yeah. yeah I'm at a point now mm -hmm. where, like, when I was younger, I would want like the very like the more the potent, you know, whatever you call the potent shit, like the good potent stuff, the chronic or whatever. And then now I'm at a point where. <laughs> Oh, what's best for me, I realize, is just like the organic, uh, the organic sun-grown stuff. It just makes mm -hmm. me feel better. Like I feel like it's really medicinal in a sense, as opposed to yeah. getting like black. Like before, I wanted to get blasted off to the moon, and I guess once in a while it's okay if you want to do that. But uh, <laughs> I guess uh, I, I find it better, and I'm more productive, and I just enjoy myself better. Just a regular old, like regular sun-grown organic. Uh, stuff you know grown yeah. well you know because they're because you have to know how to do the sun stuff it has to be you're in well. california i'm sure it's all grown well up there yeah for the most part you know i guess we're spoiled over here or something like that and so yeah so i have my i have my my club preference because there's so many clubs around my you know in san francisco here you know so i have my one club that i like that i prefer and 
yeah, it's cool. And it's very medicinal. And there's a book uh, that I'm going to do later on because uh, I do like besides interviews, I like doing like what I call like story time where I'll dive into books a little bit. And there's a book that I had read before. I want to bring it out to people. It's like called it's called like I think it's called high magic, but like high as in weed. And mm-hmm. so it was written very well. And it was about Ooh, uh, I'm going to read that. Yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you later. It was how people, how you can use marijuana like like ritualistically and the way to view it like that. You they know? say was, Jesus was smoking pot. Oh, I never, I never knew that. Yeah, cool. they said yeah, Jesus. There's there's proof, I believe, that Jesus or at least his followers, the people like his uh, apostles, were smoking weed. Yeah. Well, he had dreadlocks, so if you have dreadlocks, then odds are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Oh man, dude. Um. Well, I guess we'll I guess we'll start to wind down, but um, this was a excellent uh, man, excellent conversation. I'm so yeah. glad you came. I'm very glad you came. And uh, sorry that it's been you know on. a lot of rearranging. What was that? Sorry, it's been a bit of rearranging. Oh, I don't care, dude. We all, man, are you kidding me? Like I'm, I, I know we're all busy bees because I got hella shit going on all the time, and then we we always have to maneuver, and then. You know, as long as we're somewhat flexible, like things always come back around. I always have faith. Yeah, in that. thank you. Yeah, I hope then, that we can do another episode because I feel like we could talk yeah. uh, about you know a million different things. Yeah, no, you're taking the words out of my mouth. I already have like stuff in my head, like literally right now, because uh, I'm like, oh, like this for next time. Like, like, like I know there's there's definitely stuff that uh, that we should that we should share with the audience, and then I yeah, that would be awesome. I know they would appreciate it because there are certain things that you uh, that you do uh, even like recently that I that I know I haven't talked about on my show. And so it'd be really exciting to uh, to, to uh, talk about those things for sure. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I have so many different special interests. We haven't even touched half of them. <laughs> like we I could know, go yeah. into like, dreaming and all of that fun stuff, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, the dreaming awesome. and the sigil thing, like mm-hmm. that whole thing, and I even would, and we just barely t- today was like a nice orientation, and because we bar- we barely even touched on the on the divination boards, because mm-hmm. even with that, I would like to dive deeper into that, like you know, because I think people would yeah. really appreciate that to like show them like what it looks like and the whole. Yeah, thing. I would love to give you a reading with with one too, and Hell I wanted yeah, to give dude. you a tarot reading or Sephiro tarot reading. Uh, it's oh, yeah. really in depth, so it'll probably take like maybe thirty. 30 40 minutes so the next episode we should do that because there Hell could be yeah. a lot to talk about in that reading oh yeah yeah so i'm so down i'm so Super down for fun. that yeah well thank you, know, you. That, thank you so much yeah. for having me on your podcast it's yeah, been so much fun yeah thanks for coming on i really appreciate it yeah because i yeah. uh I feel uh, I pretty much appreciate your your genuine your genuineness and then so with that like with that i don't care you know, if it, if it takes you however long to come, I don't care. Like, if, as long as you're genuine, I'll be all about, like, I'll, I'll have your back. I'll be all about it. So, yeah. So, yeah. So thank you so much. Yeah. Right well, now. you're definitely someone I want in my circle. You seem super genuine and supportive. And uh, obviously, empathically, I can tell we're very similar. So, that's yeah. pretty cool. Apparently, because you, you had the sun stuff today. I had the tea tree. I'm over here, like, looking. I'm like, perception. We're, like, balancing like, each other out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was That's weird. Cool. Like, all, like out of nowhere, it was like Persephone. Persephone. Mm-hmm. It was like, what the fuck? Is, like, what? Like, so to me, like that means because, like, when it comes out of nowhere, like that's when I know there's something to it, you know. So mm-hmm. that's pretty. Like, I don't know. I just like all those kind of things. But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Also, um, before we get out of here, uh, 
tell the people where they could find your cool content if you can let them know oh. about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much just. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, both under meta.mystics. Uh, I do have a website also, mysticsllc.net, where cool. I'm at right now to expand eventually. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're definitely on the right track. And then what's funny and interesting about you is that I don't even think you care if you're on the quote unquote right track because you're already you're already living your spiritually rich life like you're already doing whatever mm -hmm. you're doing so you're at a point where whatever comes after that comes after that so you're like yeah and you're so on the path like that's what it's really yeah all i'm not doing this i'm not doing this to pay my bills there's no reason for yeah. me to be trying to scam people like i'm doing this yeah. because i genuinely i you want people to less. know yeah, like in that in terms of in in that way like, even though you care but at the same time you could care less so that's what to yeah. me makes you spiritually rich like that. And it's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, for sure. Definitely is to be spiritually rich for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, around here it goes a long way because money comes and goes. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's a part of the circulation of here. It's almost like money wants you to like to like to spend it like in a way and to, or to lose it, you know how Yeah. How it, um, there was a TikTok, uh, one of my mutuals, Ashley on TikTok, um, she said, somebody had said money is high, you have to be high vibrational to get money. She's like, money's not high vibrational. Money is of the earth. Money is a representation of gold. It's of the earth. It's low vibrational. Stop thinking money's high vibrational because it's not. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a big practicality to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so, yeah. And I'm going to find out what that shit's about too in a little while when I get out of here after I, after I smoke my chopper, because <laughs> then I'm going to go, I'm going to go and see, uh, and see how the money treats me, but it's like a relationship. And then I, and I, and I'm learning that it's also the relationship with the people around you and then mm -hmm. like the energy and then like, even like the image. And then that to me is magical because if you're just pro portraying an image, you'll just end up getting paid off somehow because they think you're yeah. a certain way. So like, mm -hmm. that's like, uh, so it's like a, it's like different forms of manipulation, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, I like that stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but uh, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, super cool. I'm, I was, I'm, I'm really glad that people got to hear, uh, to hear this and to, to kind of get you to get them orientated with you. And then, so I think, you know, this would be a little bit of a beginning for stuff that we can do. Cause I think there's just, just an introduction, a lot to explore. Yeah. I think there's a lot to explore a lot of cool, rich things. And then I think people will get uh, inspired. And then um, they'll like, like maybe light bulbs or flashes will start popping off in their head, you know? And so that, that makes me happy too, like as well. Yeah. So, you know, I talk all that shit about being about myself, but at the same time, you know, a huge part of why I'm doing this as well is to like, maybe it will ignite somebody, maybe it will inspire, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks, Paige. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I hope to see you soon and we'll talk after this because I got something to send you anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to log us out here guys. So, okay. all right. Thank you guys. That was another episode of uncanny mystic minds and we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace.